Hi there, my name is Nele Geiers and welcome to the Eular Pare podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Pare community as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today I'm joined by a very special guest from the Netherlands, Professor Hans Belsma, former Eular president. And on today's show, we will be talking about the history and evolution of one of EULAR's most important activities in the area of advocacy, the EULAR campaign. So let's get started. Welcome and thank you very much for being here today, Hans. Well, thank you. And it's very nice to be here, Nele. It's been some time that we have seen each other in vivo, but it's very nice to hear your voice and to be aware that so many people are listening to us this morning. So good day to all of you. Thank you, Hans. The same here. Um, Hans, many of us will know the slogan, Don't Delay, Connect Today. But for those listeners that might not be aware of this activity, of, of this campaign, can you please explain what the EULAR campaign is? Yeah, that is an, a very interesting thing that we started, I think, about more than five years ago by now. At that time, we did have a lot of scientific evidence that when you diagnose the disease rheumatoid arthritis early on and you start treating the disease early on, that the outcome is so much better. And that was an important reason for us to say, well, we should not lose time in making a diagnosis. We should not lose time in starting treatment. And therefore, we thought it very important to start a campaign with the slogan don't delay, start today, or connect today. And the campaign was aimed at three different levels. The first level was public awareness, because it's very important that somebody feels a painful or swollen joint, thinks about, perhaps that's something that should be looked after. It's not something that will go away automatically. So if you have some complaints like that, please go and see your GP or other physician. So that was the public awareness. The second level would be that we are aiming to have all the physicians who are being trained all over Europe to be aware of rheumatic diseases so that if they see a patient with a complaint like that, they realize this could be rheumatoid arthritis. So the next step was looking at those being in training to become a physician or those being in training to become a GP. And then, of course, if the patient is sent to a rheumatologist early on, the rheumatologist should not have a waiting list. So the third level of our campaign was making sure that rheumatologists started to have uh, early arthritis clinics, meaning that when people have, are having uh, arthritis, they could be seen within one to two weeks at the department, just not to lose uh, valuable time. So at those three levels, our campaign was aimed. Mm -hmm. So then about the objectives, it's really to get people uh, the early, earliest possible diagnosis. Um, you are talking about rheumatoid arthritis, but is this also the case for other, connect, uh, for other rheumatic diseases? Probably yes, but the, the evidence that was there in the scientific area was especially dealing with rheumatoid arthritis. And therefore we started there. But of course... Many forms of arthritis are related to other diseases, but if people have an arthritis and it's, for instance, due to systemic lupus or due to arthritis psoriatica, still if they come early to the rheumatologist in this way, 
then it helps to start treatment them as soon as possible as well. Yeah. Okay. So why is the ULAR campaign then important for people with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases? Because we have had different focuses now with the Don't Delay Connect Today in mm-hmm. 2017. And then in 2019, there was this focus on work with time to work. Yeah. So that was due to the fact that we have started being active in the public domain. And we realized that other items were also very important And if you want to have some political movement, you should um, join a little bit the political thoughts at that moment in time. So for politicians, a campaign like the public awareness of rheumatoid arthritis was comparable to diabetes or brain damage or cardiovascular problems and so on. So it resonated not strong enough. But the political agenda was having more people at work especially Mm -hmm. people who are disabled to have them at work. So that's why we moved a little bit our campaign in that direction. And also due to the fact that we made a new strategy for EULAG and we focused on letting as much people as possible with a rheumatic condition being able to work, to stay at work or to get the right education to be able to work. And that's why we joined the political uh, movement in that area and I think that was quite successful. Yeah, so the campaign actually changed and evolved a little bit since 2017. Well, that's also something that you learn from if you're doing a public campaign. Uh, You have a new message for two or three years and then the message becomes a little bit older and then people are not listening so much anymore. So you have to update yourself a little bit every now and then. Exactly. Let's take a short break now to share some exciting news about the 2022 EULAR campaign. The theme of next year's campaign will revolve around research, more specifically around initiating and strengthening PRP networks at national level. 10 bursaries of 5,000 euros will be awarded by EULAR to national party organizations for this purpose. If your organization is interested, please check the party section of the EULAR website right now to find out more about how to apply. Don't miss this great opportunity. Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Hans. Hans, as I've just mentioned, EULAR is launching the 2022 campaign with a focus on research and um, I hope you remember too, my, my first experience as a patient in research was with you. Mm-hmm. It was in 2007, so it's quite some time ago. <laughs> and I we were that. the members of the same task force. So I have very good memories of that team. And uh, well, I hope you have too. And although it was not common practice at that time to have patients in the team. So how do you think that creating creating and strengthening national PRP networks can contribute to improving RMD research in Europe? It's indeed already quite a long story. So we, we started 15 years ago within EULAG to put focus on patient involvement in setting the agenda for the research. And I think uh, we've come quite far. So EULAG has developed the patient's partner program and Nele has been very active in that herself, but also Maarten de Witt and other people have been exemplary to bring this point forward. And many people from outside the, the field of rheumatic diseases are looking enviously 
at what we did. But of course, it's never enough. You make a start. Mm-hmm. You make a start to involve patients. But then you realize there are so many places where these people are needed. And you really want them to be involved from the scratch of the research. Because that's the only place when people really get involved. People really can participate. And of course, the knowledge from the scientists is different from the knowledge from the patient. But mm-hmm. together, they bring forward the best thing to do. So what we did in the first years was starting an, a scheme of training people um, who were able to participate internationally to big task forces and uh, consortia of science. But we needed at each level, in fact, also the national level, the local level, we need patients to be involved. And therefore a program to, um, to involve other people, to teach other people, to be able to become a patient partner is very important to bring this item further. And luckily, this is also uh, seen in the political arena. So if you now ask for a grant at the European level, for instance, mm-hmm. the, you need to involve patients clearly. So we really need to educate and stimulate and motivate quite a lot of patients to participate and of course if you start doing it you will realize it's fun as well it's fun to be involved in this kind of things and i think it's very important that we realize that the quality of our research and the subject of our research has been much improved by involving so many patients all over so i'm very happy that we are now trying to roll out these possibilities at a more national level and i hope that the bursaries will create splendid plans to um, to be awarded to go further. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can surely agree with all that and it it would be nice that on a national level you can you can gain from the experience that we have within ULAR and all the things that we have done on on ULAR level that you can just take it down to the the national level and and benefit from everything that we have created within ULAR. That would be wonderful indeed. Um, and we have started with the, the early diagnosis focus with the Don't Delay Connected Day campaign. We have focused on work with uh, time to work. Now we're focusing on research with time to research. How do you see the ULAR campaign continuing and developing in the future? Well, I think one of the main items we have learned in the last years is that uh, to be very effective, you need to join forces. So, because most of the items you want that are needed to make changes that are relevant for patients uh, need a political uh, backing. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to join other uh, communities, for instance the community on diabetes or cardiovascular, to bring forward the most important items for patients, to involve patients, but also items like um, making it possible for patients to participate in national organizations, for instance by making... Uh, funding of those organizations possible and other items so we have to join forces to be able to be effective politically and it's also important to listen very good to those who make uh, politics at the european and national level because as i just mentioned work was for them an important item mm-hmm. and now of course the pandemic has changed a lot so our primary goal don't delay connect today has been um, made a little bit difficult in times that it was difficult to go to a physician and things like that. So we have to adapt, we have to look at what's happening around us. But I think that cooperation with other groups, being making it able 
that patients are fully uh, integrated in all activities, that they are seen early, that they are involved in research, that they are well educated. These are the important items for the coming years for patient organizations like PARE, like EULAR, but also for other ones. And I think EULAR has shown to be a very strong partner in these activities and quite a lot of other organizations want to collaborate with us and we should make use of that. But of course we should set our own agenda and uh, I'm aware of the fact that next year uh, we will start a new EULA strategy thinking about the coming years after 2023 and this item should be prominent on the agenda for that new strategy. Okay, time is moving fast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hans, you were involved from the very start with the the idea of the EULAR campaign. So what about your personal experience and memories of the campaign? What what has it meant to you to be part of the development of the campaign over the years? And I remember that you were present in Brussels when my organization, Römanet, launched the Don't Delay Connect Today campaign in the parliament. So for me, that was, a, of course, a great moment. But do you have any other specific moments that you you still remember? Well, I think the most rewarding thing was to work together with so many enthusiastic people. So that was the most important thing of the, the campaign. But it made me travel a lot before the pandemic started. <laughs> so I have yeah. been at many different parliaments in, in Europe, in Romania, in Lisbon, in, in the Netherlands, in, uh, in Belgium, um, in uh, Czechia, in uh, Armenia. So I have been speaking to different uh, ministers of health. I have been speaking to people at the... Uh, the DG level at the European Union, so we were able to speak with a lot of people to get a lot of attention and all those meetings were always um, well um, reported by journalists. So that was an important thing to go to the minister, not only to speak with the minister, but also to have the journalist reporting in the local papers that uh, the, the minister was listening and discussing important items for patients with RMDs. Uh, in the context of Don't Delay Connect Today. Yeah. So uh, I think that was uh, a very interesting and very rewarding uh, experience. And it is a pity that it stopped so abruptly when the pandemic uh, broke out. Yeah, but I'm sure we will uh, we will get back there and have some impact uh, with the campaign for sure in, in the future. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you to our guests, Professor Hans Bersma, for talking to us about the history and evolution of the EULAR campaign over the years. It has been a real pleasure. And I'm quite sure that we will gain a lot of new items in the coming years. Absolutely. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time.